0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. On this Wednesday, we have just got a couple of days left in 2021. We have a good show for you. In this show, I'm going to reflect on the life and legacy of John Madden, as he has been a pop culture icon in my lifetime. LeBron plays center for the first time in his career and begs the question, why didn't he play center all along? And the SEC is 0-4 in bowl games so far, but does it really matter? are they showing up for these games? Let's get right into the show. Hey everybody, I just want to remind everybody that this is my year in review show. I will look back at the year 2021 and we will reflect back on some of the most memorable moments in sports. But I want to start this show talking about Hall of Fame head coach, Hall of Fame broadcaster, and video game icon John Madden who died unexpectedly last night at the age of 85. A lot of emotions going through my head when I'm thinking about the life and legacy of John Madden. I did not remember him as a head coach, he was hired by the Oakland Raiders as the NFL's head coach, the youngest NFL head coach at the age of 32 in 1969. He led the Oakland Raiders to a 103, 32 and seven record, a 76 win percentage. He had five appearances in the AFC Championship. There was a run where they went to the AFC Championship for three straight years. He finally gets over the hump in 1976. The Oakland Raiders finished 13-1, and and they won John Madden, his first Super Bowl. It was the first Super Bowl for the Oakland Raiders as they defeated the Minnesota Vikings. He left the Raiders in 1978. Oddly enough, that was the year the Raiders went 9-7 and and they missed out on the playoffs. His final season with the Raiders was that famous Holy Roller game against the San Diego Chargers. That was very iconic, especially with the San Diego Chicken rolling in the stands. He goes to CBS and he becomes a color commentator. In my opinion, the greatest color commentator of all time. And it's not even close. He simplified the game. The way he announced the game, he was an everyman in the booth, and he made the game fun with his iconic sound effects like boom and his expertise with the chalk. He was at CBS from 1979 to 1993. Pat Summerall was the play-by-play announcer, and he and John Madden called games. They were the number one team on CBS from 1981 to 1993, and then they moved over to Fox when Fox got NFL in 1994, and his last game that he called with Pat Summerall was that Super Bowl where the Patriots defeated the heavily favored St. Louis Rams. But John Madden was just electrifying on his calls. He is the only broadcaster broadcasted for all four major networks. He moves over to ABC in 2002 and calls Monday Night Football with Al Michaels. Some said that the chemistry wouldn't work because Al Michaels is considered one of the best play-by-play announcers of all time, and you bring over John Madden and it worked. And then when ESPN decided to have Monday Night Football in 2006, the team moved over to NBC and called Sunday Night Football. So John Madden's final game that he called was Super Bowl forty eight when the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Arizona Cardinals that iconic throw by Ben Roethlisberger to Santonio Holmes in the back of the end zone and then he retired from broadcasting but his legacy continued on from there in 1988 Electronic Arts approached John Madden about creating a football game no one really knew that this was going to take off as a kid I remember I got Madden 94 for my Super Nintendo for Christmas and I fell in love with this football game at one point I can't do it anymore now because I can't really afford getting a new game every single year. Plus, I still have an Xbox 360. From one point, I purchased from Madden 1994 all the way to Madden 2017. That's a lot of years of spending money on video games and trading the game back at GameStop, but Madden was the most popular sports game of all time, and he was an icon that a lot of the millennials, the people younger than me, that's who they know John Madden for. I knew him as a broadcaster because he called a lot of 49er games when I was growing up as a kid. People that are older than me know him as the head coach at the Oakland Raiders. I know I just talked about John Madden a couple of days ago because they aired that all Madden documentary, but sad to see him go he's going to be surely missed but his legacy continues on thoughts and prayers to the Madden family and I really appreciated the legacy he was football and he was great and he surely will be missed all right we did have some bowl games yesterday as Auburn makes that trip up to Birmingham to take on the Houston Cougars in the Birmingham Bowl, and I don't know if Auburn was motivated to play in this game. They lost the game 17-13, to getting booed by Auburn fans. They had a chance to put the game away, but Houston marched down the field to score the game. Go-ahead touchdown 17-13. to Tank Bigsby had a big run. T.J. Finley has got some growing pains to do, and Auburn has a losing record at 6-7. It doesn't fare well for the SEC so far, as they are 0-4 in bowl games. Which begs the question, do the SEC even care? They had 13 teams make it to bowl games. But some of these bowl games they're in, a lot of players opting out. They don't want to show up. You had Mississippi State losing to Texas Tech 34-7. Mike Leach's former team drubs the Bulldogs. Florida lost to UCF. Missouri loses to Army. It's not looking good for the SEC. And that is going to be the talk about how they are 0-4 in bowl games. Other bowl games yesterday, Air Force beating Louisville 31 to 28, and Minnesota beating West Virginia 18-6. to Some of the bowl games tonight, we have Maryland taking on Virginia Tech in the Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium. This is the game I really want to see. Clemson and Iowa State in the Cheez-It Bowl, and then the big game, Oregon and Oklahoma, in the Alamo Bowl. And of course, late last night, UCLA pulls out of the Holiday Bowl right at the last second. NC State still wants to play this game. This game was supposed to play last night, and NC NC State is trying to find an opponent to play. Look, there's plenty of 5-7 and seven teams out there that would love to go to a bowl game. I would give them a call. You know, one team in particular, San Jose State. They had a very good year and they should have gone bowl eligible. So with that being said, we did have some high school basketball last night and congratulations to Russell County for beating St. Ampicelli 61-54 in the Muskogee County Christmas Classic. It was a consolation game. They finish. They're currently 9-4 and four on the season and they will take on Booker T. Washington on Monday. Monday at Russell County. LaGrange gets a big win over Valley, 56-44 to in the LaGrange Toyota Classic. LaGrange is now 6-1 and on the season, and they will take on Marietta today. You had LeBron playing center for the first time in his career. The Lakers snap a five-game losing streak. They beat the Houston Rockets. I mean, really, they're just playing as they go. Because right now the Lakers are desperate for wins. LeBron gets a triple-double. Russell Westbrook gets a triple-double. But with LeBron playing center, he had the best field goal percentage. He had the rebounds, the points. Why is he not playing center all the time? It seems like LeBron is a better center... But he is such a versatile player. 36 years old. He's got a birthday tomorrow. It's funny that tomorrow is a very iconic day. I'll talk about that because you have two big sports figures in our society that have birthdays. And I will get into that. Of course, it's LeBron and Tiger Woods. But LeBron is going to have to get some help over there because you beat a lowly Houston Rockets team and I saw the highlights on ESPN. He looked fired up. He looked energetic. Malik Monk actually had a pretty good game. Russell Westbrook also had a triple-double but it's not going to be enough to get past teams like Phoenix or getting past teams like Golden State when they're healthy and they get everybody back because Clay Thompson is coming back. James Wiseman is coming back for the Golden State Warriors. It looks like the Trey Lance era will begin in San Francisco. Trey Lance is named the starter against the Houston Texans. Jimmy Garoppolo has a chipped bone and a fracture in his thumb. If he requires surgery, he could miss five to six weeks, which means if the 49ers make the playoffs, Trey Lance would be starting his first postseason game as a rookie quarterback. I'm okay with this, and here's why. I didn't expect the 49ers to reach the Super Bowl this year. The last time the 49ers were exited in the first round of the playoffs was 2001 against the Green Bay Packers. The last four postseason appearances for the 49ers, they at least reached the NFC Championship. My expectations are they lose in the first round. Even though they're a dangerous team, and I think they, they can give Green Bay a game, they can give Tampa Bay a game, they can give Dallas a game, I even think they can give the Rams a game. I think the 49ers are more than likely going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. But if that's the case, if you feel this was a lost season that if you make the playoffs, it's a success because Kyle Shanahan has already made it to a Super Bowl and this seemed like a lost season with all the injuries. Wouldn't you want to put Trey Lance in a position where he starts his first postseason game? Because that's going to give him confidence going into next season because he's going to be your starting quarterback for 2022. It's pretty much a done deal. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get traded in the offseason. So I hope that Trey Lance has a much better game than he did against Arizona. I was actually re-watching some of that game. He didn't have George Kittle. Arizona was the best team in the NFL at the time. They were undefeated. The 49ers went for it fourth down four times, and they still lost the game 17-10. to Trey Lance made some mistakes in that game. It wasn't perfect. But I think he can learn from that game, and teammates trust him because he's doing so much better in practice. Well, as I get ready to call my first indoor soccer game in history tomorrow, I'm so excited for this game. Columbus Rapids taking on the Fayetteville Fury. Tomorrow at the Columbus Civic Center, 5.30, the girls kick off. 5.30, the women's soccer team kicks off, and then... The men's soccer team will kick off at approximately 7.30. I was actually keeping track of the time on that first game against the Memphis Americans just to see how long the games are. So I know exactly what time the men are probably going to start. But I am looking forward to this game. I'll preview this game tomorrow on the show. And I think it's about time to go ahead and take a break. Now when I come back, I'm going to have my year in review for 2021. You don't want to miss it. Stick around. We'll be back after this quick break. All right, this is the 2021 Year in Review show, and the way this is going to work is I'm going to recap all the sporting events, including in Columbus, on this show, and I'm going to do it based off calendar year, so I'm going to start with January of 2021. Let's wind the clocks back a year. The 2021 college football playoff for the 2020 season. Everybody knows that 2020 was the year of the pandemic when sports returned, shortened seasons without fans. 2021 was more sports returning completely with fans until recently with the Omicron variant and canceling basketball games all of a sudden. But college football, it came back and it was great just to have the full capacity stadiums once again. So the college football playoff started in the 2021 college football playoff had 4 teams. Alabama was clearly the number 1 team all year. They had DeVonta Smith, the first wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy since Desmond Howard. They had Mac Jones who later became a first-round draft pick of the New England Patriots. And so Alabama goes into the college football playoff number 1, 12 and 0. And their first matchup, they take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who backed into the college football playoff after going undefeated, but losing to Clemson in the ACC title game. Notre Dame's defense actually held Alabama to only 31 points, but Alabama was able to beat the Notre Dame Fighting Irish 31-14. to The other college football playoff game was number 2 Clemson, led by third-year starter Trevor Lawrence. Remember, Clemson won a national title in his freshman year. Then Clemson had a lead lead on LSU, remember that historic LSU team from 2019, and they lost in the SEC, and they lost in the national title game. Now Clemson was back. It was Trevor Lawrence going up against Justin Fields, and this was a revenge game from the year before. It was the Justin Fields show. Six touchdown passes, and Ohio State beats Clemson 49-28. to A lot of people were speculating that Ohio State only had seven games. Remember, the Michigan game was canceled. They came into this contest 7-0. So you had two powerhouse teams playing in the national championship in Miami, Alabama and Ohio State. Remember, this game was 7-7 in the first quarter, but Alabama scores 28 points in the second quarter, and they win Nick Saban's 6th national championship by defeating the Buckeyes 52-24. to Devonta Smith was named offensive MVP, Christian Barmore named defensive MVP, and what a way to start 2021 with a pretty good college football game. Now we're still in the month of January, and we got the 2021 NFL playoffs. As many of you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ended up winning the Super Bowl. It was Tom Brady's seventh Super Bowl, six with the Patriots, seven total. The Buccaneers winning their second Super Bowl since the first time since 2002. And the city of Tampa just kept things going because the Tampa Bay Lightning were able to win their second straight Stanley Cup. You had the Tampa Bay Rays that were in the World Series the year before. So it was a great run for the city of Tampa. But the NFL playoffs, if you look at how the NFL playoffs started last year, remember, they added that extra team. So on wild card weekend, we were able to get three games per day. That was pretty fun. And then I was just looking at some of the the NFL playoff brackets, the playoff picture, it was the year of heartbreak for the New Orleans Saints once again. Four straight playoff exits that end in heartbreak. Starting with the wild card game, the Buffalo Bills taking on the Indianapolis Colts. They beat the Colts 27-24. to 24. Colts were a seventh seed getting into the playoffs. It was Phillip Rivers' last playoff game. Threw 46 times, but the real story was that Buffalo were, was able to ride the ship and get a playoff win, their first playoff win since 1995. The next game was a surprise. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams beating the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Seattle had a very good regular season. They were 12-4. and four. And This is where the talk of Russell Wilson getting traded in the offseason happened because he could not get over the hump. And Jared Goff came into the game, and he was a backup to John Wofford. Broke his thumb in his throwing hand in Week 16, but the Rams were able to win. They moved on to take on the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting a win on the road against the Washington Football Team, who won the NFC East. Taylor Heineke actually had a decent game, but Tampa Bay racked up 507 yards worth of offense, and their defense came to play. That was one of many road contests for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens beat the Tennessee Titans 20 to 13 in Nashville. It was a very good game. At first Titans were up 10 to nothing after AJ Brown got a 10 yard pass from Ryan Tannehill, but they just could not overcome Lamar Jackson's running ability and the Baltimore Ravens finally win a game where Lamar Jackson is coming from behind. The New Orleans Saints, which were the team that they looked like the favorites to reach the Super Bowl, they beat the Chicago Bears 21-9. to That was Mitchell Strabisky's last game as a Chicago Bear, and they were a very good team, and they just could not get over the hump. And then you look at the divisional games, probably one of the craziest game that wild card week, that Sunday night game, the Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers Up 28 to nothing in the first quarter. They were able to ride the ship and defeat the Steelers 48 to 37, giving the Cleveland Browns their first playoff win. Their first playoff, their first playoff, their first playoff playoff win since 1994, and their first road playoff win since 1969. Just a historic year for the Cleveland Browns. They had such a great run. The divisional playoffs, you had the Green Bay Packers beating the L.A. Rams. There was no surprise there. The, the Packers were the number 1 seed, and they were just looking great, which means with the Buccaneers winning on the road, they would have to take on the New Orleans Saints, a team that they lost to two times in the regular season, but no problem for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they were able to get the victory against Drew Brees in his final game, 30-20. to and yet another heartbreaking loss by Drew Brees and the Saints. Four straight years. He had three interceptions. That just really wasn't the way for Drew Brees to go out. But he did. And then you got the AFC divisional playoffs. You had probably the game of the divisional playoffs. The Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Cleveland Browns. They had Patrick Mahomes got injured in this game. So in comes their backup quarterback, Chad Henney. Which in, he went for it on fourth down, took a snap and threw the ball to Tyreek Hill, clinching the first down and clinching the victory. Kansas City ends up winning the, the game twenty-two to seventeen, and then you had Buffalo and Baltimore. Can Buffalo get past their demons? Their defense shut down Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, and won the game seventeen to three to move on to the AFC Championship game for the first time since nineteen ninety four, and so you had a historic. AFC Championship game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia thinks we're going to the Super Bowl this year. We finally got the quarterback, Josh Allen. But Kansas City was able to get the victory 38-24 and reach their second consecutive Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the NFC Championship was historic. Tom Brady going up against Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in January with the weather 29 degrees Weather really was not that much of a factor. Right out the gate, the Buccaneers, Mike Evans, 15-yard pass from Tom Brady. The Buccaneers, what the turning point was in that second quarter, was that 39-yard pass from Tom Brady to Scotty Miller that made it 21-10, to and Green Bay could not recover. Mason Crosby was able to kick a field goal. It was 31-26. Green Bay had the ball back, but Aaron Rodgers, there was a questionable pass interference call that kept a drive alive for the Buccaneers and they were able to run out the clock and beat Aaron Rodgers once again. The Green Bay Packers lose again in the NFC Championship game. Previously year they lost to the San Francisco 49ers and so the stage was set in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Tampa Bay and Kansas City. So Super Bowl 55. The Kansas City Chiefs taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady once again in a Super Bowl, his 10th Super Bowl. And Tom Brady was able to get the victory 31-9. It was led by the Tampa Bay defense. And Kansas City just did not have the offensive lineman. Remember, Eric Fisher was out of this game. And Tampa Bay, Bruce Arians, becomes the oldest head coach to win a Super Bowl at age 68. Tampa had a parade with a bunch of boats, in Tampa Bay won their second Super Bowl in franchise history. Not a bad way to start 2021, because in February, as we were getting ready for the Major League Baseball season, we were happy to know that the baseball season would finally start with fans. 2021 was also the year that college basketball returned. This year, it was played in a bubble in Indianapolis, and the Baylor Bears won their first NCAA title, led by Davion Mitchell. They beat Gonzaga, led by Davion Mitchell and, and Jared Butler. The Baylor Bears were able to beat Gonzaga 86-70, to 70, and this is the second time that the Gonzaga Bulldogs made it to the NCAA tournament, and they fell short. The final four teams were Gonzaga beating UCLA thanks to Jalen Sugg's three-point shot. UCLA was an 11th seed, and they made it all the way to the final four. Impressive. And Baylor beat the Houston Cougars. It was the first time that Houston was in the Final Four since Phi Slamma Jamma. And locally here in Georgia, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets made it into the tournament after a hot end to their season, but they were defeated by Loyola and Chicago. Too much Sister Jean on their side. Loyola Chicago was able to upset the number one ranked Illinois fighting Illini. And unfortunately, their luck ran out as they lost to Oregon State. In the Sweet 16, Oregon State actually made it all the way to the Elite 8 as a 12 seed, but lost to Houston 67-61. to The 2021 NBA season saw the Atlanta Hawks reach the Eastern Conference Final. And I, I know they reached the Eastern Conference Final in 2015, but they took the Milwaukee Bucks to a Game 6, which was impressive. They had a great Playoff run led by Trey Young in the garden. They were able to beat the New York Knicks. They were the fourth seed. The Hawks snuck in as a fifth seed. They were able to upset the number one seeded Philadelphia 76ers. They lost to the eventual champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. The 2021 NBA season started off very promising. It started really late in the season because the 2020 season just wrapped up. And so you had teams starting right around Christmas time. It was a shortened season, and it was one of those seasons. It was shortened to 72 games because of the COVID-19 pandemic. The All-Star Game was played at State Farm Arena. There was no fans. The Toronto Raptors played all their games in Tampa, Florida. And it was also the first time that we were introduced to the play-in tournament where you had two extra playoff teams. The team that won the regular season was the Phoenix Suns. They lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. They had the biggest improvement with the acquisition of Chris Paul. and he sure made the difference. The Brooklyn Nets had their super super team back with Kevin Durant. He was lost to injury the year before. and Kevin Durant was one, was a foot away from leading the Brooklyn Nets to the Eastern Conference Final. You had the number 1 Utah Jazz. They lost to the Clippers. And the Clippers reached the Western Conference Final for the first time in their franchise history. However, they lost to the Phoenix Suns 4-2. Phoenix beat the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs in six games. A lot of people say, well, it was because Anthony Davis went out with that injury. And I think that Anthony Davis never should have came back in that game. So the Milwaukee Bucks... Win the NBA Finals. It's their first NBA title since 1971. And Giannis Antetokounmpo was your NBA Finals MVP. The 2021 hockey season. Yet another season that was shortened by the COVID-19 pandemic. The season was reduced to 56 games. And there was no travel to Canada because of the COVID-19 restrictions. So what they did was... They had all the teams from the United States in one division, and all the teams from Canada in another division. And they played hockey that way. You had the West Division, led by the regular season champs, the Colorado Avalanche, and the Vegas Golden Knights. You had the North Division with the Toronto Maple Leafs. This was the division that had all the teams from Canada. Then you had the East Division, and of course you had the Central Division, the playoff format was very unique because because the divisions played each other and then when you got to and then when you got to the semifinals they finally played the teams from Canada. So the final four teams left standing were the Tampa Bay Lightning, the New York Islanders, the Montreal Canadiens, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Montreal was able to beat Vegas in 6 games and the Tampa Bay Lightning had an exciting seven-game series against the New York Islanders, and the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Montreal Canadiens in five to win their second straight Stanley Cup championship. It's their third Stanley Cup, and Tampa in 2021 had a pretty good run so far with the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl and the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup. The 2021 Major League Baseball season saw a full season that started on April the 1st and had no effect from the COVID-19 pandemic. But the only thing they had was that the Toronto Blue Jays had to play their home games in Buffalo, New York. But then after July the 30th, they were allowed to play in Toronto. It was also the first time that an All-Star game was moved for political reasons. The All-Star Game that was supposed to be held at Truett's Park was moved to Coors Field because of the passing of the Georgia Senate Bill, which restricted by the Georgia General Assembly, which MLB considered to be restrictive of voting rights. This was also the final season of the Cleveland, of the Cleveland Indians. As in 2022, they will be called the Cleveland Guardians. And it also had the Field of Dreams games. It also had the Field of Dreams game, as Tim Anderson hit a walk-off two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth, but what was the coolest part about that game was Kevin Costner coming out of that cornfield. So as we get to the postseason, the Dodgers were the odds-on favorites to win the World Series, but the San Francisco Giants was able to win the NL West and get the top number one seed in the National League, the Dodgers had to play that play-in game with the St. Louis Cardinals, which set up with a walk-off home run by Will Smith. The Dodgers were able to go into San Francisco with a historic postseason between the Giants and the Dodgers. These longtime rivals never faced each other in the postseason. The Atlanta Braves took on the Milwaukee Brewers, and after losing that first game, Willie Telez had a two-run home run. The Atlanta Braves stormed right back, and they won that series 3-1. to The Dodgers were able to come back from a 2-1 deficit to the Giants to win in San Francisco in an epic pitcher's duel between Logan Webb and the Dodgers' bullpen. Alright, so the American League, the Boston Red Sox took on the New York Yankees and won that game in the wild card, and they were able to beat the Tampa Bay Rays, which were the number one seed. The Houston Astros were able to beat the Chicago White Sox, and the Astros, led by some timely hitting from their bats, were able to reach the World Series for the third straight year. They were able to reach the World Series for the third time in the last four years. In the last five years. And the Atlanta Braves taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Because the Braves were division champs, they had home field advantage. They won game they won Games 1 and Games 2 in epic fashion. Both were walk-off hits. Both were walk-off wins by the Braves. And then this is where the drama happened for the Atlanta Braves. Game three saw the Braves take a 5-2 lead into the eighth inning. And that's where it got very interesting. With a 5-2 lead in the bottom of the eighth, a three-run home run by Cody Bellinger ties the game at five. And then Mookie Betts hits a two-out double and scores the winning run to give the Dodgers a 6-5 lead. Kenley Jansen shuts the door. Braves had an opportunity to take a 3-0 series lead in the game, but failed to do so. And all the speculation about the Atlanta Braves cannot close out a series. And Atlanta sports curses started whispering amongst disgruntled fans. But Game 4 turned the tables as the Braves knew that they had home field advantage. But if they could just sneak and get one game in Los Angeles, that would help them tremendously. What happened was Julio Urias got the start for the Dodgers, and Jesse Chavez opened as a starter for the Braves. Drew Smiley actually came in relief and pitched very well for the Atlanta Braves. Eddie Rosario got a, a three-run homer, and the Braves were able to win the game 9-2 to take a 3-1 series lead. With one game left to go, their ace, Max Fried, to close the game out, For the Braves to reach the World Series for the first time since 1999. And Max Fried could not get the job done. The Dodgers were able to win game 5, 11-2. But the Braves' chances were pretty good. Going back to Atlanta for games 6 and game 7. So in game 6, the drama unfolded. Braves up 4-2, to bottom of. Braves up 4-2, to top of the 7th inning. Nobody out, two runners on. In comes Tyler Matzik, strikes out the side. Will Smith picks up the save, and the Atlanta Braves win the game to go to win the pennant for the National League and reach the World Series for the first time since 1999. The 2021 World Series. If you all thought the NLCS was dramatic, just wait until you see the World Series. In Houston, the first game, Jorge Soler hits A leadoff home run, and the Atlanta Braves win game one, seven to nothing. Game two in Houston. Houston bounces back and gets the victory nine to five to even the series at one. Thanks to Jose Altuve hitting the Astros first home run of the season. And once again, Max Fried gets shelled. Game three back in Atlanta at Truett's Park. Ian Anderson pitches the game of his life. The Atlanta Braves win that game two to nothing. And in game four, knowing that they got they have some bullpen games, because in games one in game one, Charlie Morton injured himself and he was out for the series. So the Atlanta Braves knew they had to have a bullpen game. They were able to overcome a two nothing deficit. Dansby Swanson and Jorge Soler hit back to back home runs and the Atlanta Braves took the 3 to 2 series lead and the Atlanta Braves took the 3 to 2 lead and they're up 3 games to 1 game 5 with a chance to close it out at Truitt's Park Thanes were looking pretty good in that first inning when Adam Duval hit a grand slam and the Braves were up four nothing however the relentless bats of the Houston Astros just piled on the runs and the Astros were able to win 9 to 5 So game six, back in Houston, Max Freed pitches the game of his life. That first inning was a little shaky. I thought he got injured, but he was able to get out of it with no problem. The Braves took a 3-0 lead in the top of the third by a towering two-run homer by Jorge Soler. Then Freddie Freeman extended the lead to to 6-0. And then Freddie Freeman hit a solo home run to make it 7-0. And all the Braves fans were just counting the outs. You don't want to count this Astros team out because they can hit. But the Braves were able to beat the Astros 7-0 and win their first World Series since 1995. This baseball season for the 2021 season was very historic. And it was kind of romantic. And it was nice to see the Atlanta Braves win the World Series. It was nice to see the parade And good for the Atlanta Braves. All right, 2021 was also a very good year for the city of Columbus because for the first time since I can remember, the city of Columbus, Georgia, has had four professional sports teams, followed by the Columbus River Dragons, who came into existence in 2019. The 2019-2020 season was abruptly canceled because of COVID. Not all the teams in the Federal Prospect League came back. There was only four teams in the And they had a small tournament, but the Columbus River Dragons were able to win that tournament and win the Ignite Cup. Now, this was also the first year for the Collegiate Woodbat Summer League. The team called the Columbus Chattahoots. They played at historic Golden Park. It was the first time that a baseball team played at Golden Park since the Columbus Catfish in 2008. Since the Columbus Catfish since 2008. And the Chattahoots got off to a very slow start, but they they're able to sneak into the playoffs. They had a one game against the Atlanta Crackers, but they were able to win that game on the road, 20-7. to And so they had a three-game series against the Gwinnett Braves. And they had a three-game series against the Gwinnett Astros. They were able to win game one up in Gwinnett. They could not win game two. They could not win game two at Golden Park. But Game 3, Daniel Holly pitching a one-hitter and clinching the game for the Columbus Chattahoots to reach the Sun Belt League Championship against the Alpharetta Aviators. That was a historic performance. And I remember, I was at that game. August the 7th, the Columbus Chattahoots were playing a game against the Alpharetta Aviators. Game 2 of the Sun Belt League Championship. And they lost, but... They had a very successful season, and nobody expected the Columbus Chattahoots in their first season to make it all the way to the Sun Belt Championship. The Columbus Lions had a very good season. However, they fell to the Albany Empire in the championship. And of course, I can't think about how great 2021 has been without mentioning The high school football that we've had with Central making it all the way to the 7A state title game, Carver making it to the 4A state title game for Georgia. It was a great season for football. It was a great season for the Columbus Rapids, although we're probably going to talk about the Columbus Rapids more in 2022. But it was great that we're able to have an indoor soccer team that was announced in 2021. So with that, that's the year in review for 2021. I hope you enjoyed it. I always look forward to just reminiscing and talking about sports, the recap of sports for the season. you know. And you also had the 2021 NFL season. It was just great to see fans back. It was great to see fans back in college football. You had packed stadiums. That was always great. And that's all the time I have. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Don't forget that tomorrow's show, I'm going to preview the Columbus Rapids and the Fayetteville Fury. They're kicking things off at 5.30 at the Columbus Civic Center. You don't want to miss it. We also have the Columbus Lady Cougars in action at the Lumpkin Center as well. And the Columbus River Dragons will be in Biloxi, Mississippi to take on the Port Huron Prowlers. You don't want to miss it. I will talk to you tomorrow. Everybody have a great day. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry